Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Mo Football Podcast. I'm your host, Musa Seka, and today we have Fabian Rankel on the call. And today we have the pleasure of having jumping joining me to talk about his experience as a sport journalism, um, his passion for soccer, and also a um, just MLS in general, and getting to know a little bit more about his insight and why he may have voted for Berkey goalie, but not the MVP. That's a long story, but hopefully he'll help us clarify that. Um, and a little bit of his background, he has, um, he's a writer for Forbes and yep. Area Sport Network. Coach. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, you've also founded and launched um, Footwork Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Footwork's like my passion project. Excellent. And yeah, so we'll just get to know a little bit more about your storytelling skills and also making sure that, you know, the whole St. Louis um, City group um, get to know you a little bit better. And I believe you're a San Jose soccer fan as well. Yeah. So, so my boyhood club is the San Jose Earthquakes. I started covering the team um, and then I cover the whole league now. But yeah. I would say I don't like to say I'm a fan too much, so I'm not too biased. Um, I try my best to not be biased, but Espinosa deserves MVP, right? We we all know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's still debatable. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for having me on. It's a true pleasure. Um, you, you know your your smile all over social media brightens my day, so I'm I'm so excited to be on your show. Um. This is this is something that I've wanted to do for a couple of weeks now. Um, so I'm glad I can finally be on. Thanks for having me on. Um, yes. Um, so, yeah. So since I had that quick introduction, so maybe could you tell us a little bit about um, how you started? Because I will assume, um, I guess you started just a few years back. Um, yeah. So, you know, what got you into journalism from there and um, what led you to MLS? Yeah. So what's up, St. Louis? Um, I'm, I'm new to the game, just like you guys, you know, maybe only two or three years into the game. Um, I started reporting because I had a love of the sport. I wanted the sport to grow. Uh, I always wanted to make a podcast. I always wanted to, you know, tell stories, hang out, talk about soccer in America, because I never had that friendship in my group of friends. So I would always go to these online communities and, and match with other earthquake fans or MLS fans. And, and ever since I was, you know, 16, 15, 17, I had jerseys from all over the league. So I, I had a love from, you know, I had a Portland jersey, I had an Orlando jersey, I had a Toronto jersey. So I actually had love for the league as a whole. Um, so my transition from just covering the earthquakes to the whole league, you know, was bound to happen. And um, St. Louis is a part of that now. And, you know, you guys have a great fan base out there and, and you guys are doing a really, really big thing. Um, I have a, I have a buddy of mine in PR named Kashan. Um, and then another buddy of mine who uh, used to be a reporter down in LA, Benjamin. Um, I don't know if you guys know him. He, he hangs out with all the players. I think he's the player manager, but um, he's always around all the players and stuff. So you guys have a great staff down there. Um, your GM's doing crazy things. You know, if they would have asked me at the beginning of the year where you saw St. Louis, my answer probably wouldn't be all the way at the bottom because I knew something sneaky because I covered MLS Next Pro last year. So I knew this team was good um, just seeing from their MLS Next Pro games. And and I actually love the, the, the kind of style that St. Louis is taking into account because a lot of teams are actually trying to duplicate it. I know for a okay. fact 
LAFC is trying to bring in guys, put them in MLS Next Pro, and then see how they do after their first year, see how they accommodate to the American lifestyle, which is actually a big thing if you think about it, because all these players are people. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, let me get a little more into myself. My bad. <laughs> I'm just I'm so happy to talk about St. Louis, you know, so. Yeah, you should. You probably should have put our placement um, compared to everyone else. You probably would have been like the GOAT. Yeah, right. If was last last. Then, right? Yes, you you would have been up there and probably would have had a seat at City Park if you would have <laughs> uh, put that up. Um, yeah, but I started. I used to. I used to live in Japan, so I started reporting from Japan. Um, and I would wake up at three in the morning to be on press conferences for the earthquakes. Um, I would do player interviews all the way from Japan. And then when I came to the States, I started with, like I was saying, MLS Next Pro and uh, covering the earthquakes on a weekly basis, uh, covering the local scene out here in San Francisco or San Jose, the Bay Area, if, you, if you're local with or familiar with California. And um, yeah, I mean, I started footwork recently. It's been about a couple months that I said I was going to make a magazine. Um, it just felt right. It felt like I grew up, you know, reading Slam Magazine for basketball, um, and I loved it. I was a kid. I would save all the magazines, you know. Oh, this is AI. This is the AI version. I got to keep this one. You know, oh, this is Ben Wallace with, with the big hair. You know, I got to keep this one. So I was a big, avid basketball fan growing up, and Slam Magazine was something that I was just totally inspired by. And uh, Footwork is going in that direction, and I love just where it's at, and I think it's a great it's a, it's something that I felt like the MLS community was missing. Um, and I'm, and I feel like I can fill that void with my kind of skills that I learned at area sports network and Forbes. Um, so it's at right now, it's just a passion passion project because, um, I have to work through, you know, making physical copies and things like that. Cause MLS image rights and things like that. Um, That's but, another beast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I give it out for free because it's like, you know, that like you said, is a whole nother beast. And I've always been a person that likes to give out information for free. Um, that's kind of what I stood on in my journalistic career. Um, I didn't really go to school for journalism. I went to school for marketing. Um, so a lot of my stats and things like that are usually marketing driven. Um, like I do Google Trends all the time. So that's a lot of fun. Um, St. Louis is always on Google Trends. You guys are crazy for your team. Um, that, that's that's what it's all about. See. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. So, yeah, and that was one of the things that kind of impressed me, um, you know, because I think your name kind of sh popped up in, um, you know, our feeds, you know, especially when you're completely on the West Coast. Yeah. But um, one of the things that was impressive was that, you know, all the, the big, um, I guess, the channels and all that had all their fancy cameras. And then you were in there with, you know, with your cell phone and right. making, getting those interviews. For me, that was kind of impressive because it's like, you know, you're in that grind right. to, to start with. Um, so it's just showing the um, the growth that you've had um, and that you, you know, have the access. So that's not everyone that's able to get it. Yeah. So just knowing that you're that person with your, you know, yourself, your iPhone pretty much <laughs> and your microphone and getting those interviews, it pretty much kind of shows um, the grinding part. Yeah. Um, and it shows that anybody can do it. Right. And I love, yeah. I love that. I mean, I, if you're a reporter, if you're a journalist, if you're a content creator and you have a question, feel free. I mean, I'm always available. And uh, with Area Sports Network, I kind of run, I would say I'm the content manager for all the stuff that comes out of area. And um, I've worked with 30 photographers. I've worked with 15 reporters, um, kind of teaching them and training them and keeping them, uh, keeping them under my wing 
because at the end of the day, I'm a big believer in karma. You know, if, if you do, if you do the right thing, if you help people, it's always going to come back. And, and if it doesn't come back tomorrow, it's going to come back someday. So, um, I, you know, I, this, this community, honestly, this community is so small, um, compared to what it can be. So I'm a big believer in uplifting everybody that makes content because at the end of the day, we were the ones that were here, um, before, you know, soccer blew up and, and it's yeah. going to blow up and that's for sure. It, and it's just the beginning. So yes, and that's pretty much, um, maybe if you've seen some of mine too, is, um, I'm nothing journalism or PR. Um, I'm just that, you know, that guy that grew up with soccer, um, awesome, like in France. Um, so, and I just had the tools to be able to do it. So it's just, it was just a fun thing. Um, I pretty much started with the whole Giphy thing where it was just um, out of the blue, a joke with other friends that was like, hey, who can make the, the fastest gift about it? And then after that, it just grew up to, you know, the whole Twitter community. If you've seen it, yeah. St. Louis is, um, was quite surprising that it just, um, we'll say it's almost like two, three hundred, you know, of our close friends in yeah. Twitter that we just talk to each other pretty much all day long. And I try to sneak my way in there, you know? I try to say, oh, Lowen had a good game, you know? What's up? <laughs> and, and it's all, it's always welcome too, right? Um, you pretty much can see that, you know, I think if it's um, anyone that comes into, um, I guess the St. Louis sphere, we'll call it. Um, yeah. Anyone that comes with good content and community communications right um it's always open arms um we do talk with other fans um you know you sometimes have those um out of pocket maybe we'll say <laughs> um twitter ones but other than that it's awful fun and i'm here at 11 o'clock right time yeah. talking about it so it's it's fun so that's pretty much why we reached out to you it was for yeah, that um that person because um I'm always going to reach out to anyone that, that has those good content and Thank see you. what, um, get to know more about St. Louis and hopefully we'll bring you back in here for one of those games. Hey, I'm down. I'm down. Uh, all right. So yeah, so pretty much what uh, we'll do now is, um, a few soccer questions, sure. um, outside of MLS. Yeah. If you want to maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So what we'll say is, um, if you could have your five V five, um, Ooh team um Ooh. and you can use any players that are alive but if you're alive yes <laughs> so i'm uruguayan um so okay. that's that's gonna be a little bit of a bias um, it can be complete you can have it all <laughs> all five you know uruguay is actually great for five a squad because they had really good attackers and really good defenders you know we were pretty pretty you know weak in the midfield but now it's the opposite right with valverde um with you know, Ugarte nowadays, it's like night and day. But oh, this is tough, man. This is tough. All right. I'm going to go number one. Zlatan. You got to have Zlatan in there. I feel like in a in a five-a-side yes. five Sunday yeah. league, I want that guy. You know, I yeah. want that guy to be talking smack, drinking beers on the field, you know, just doing anything to keep people off their kind of their rocker, right? Um, you got to have Messi. You got to have Messi. Yeah. Greatest of all time. So you also need a little small guy, you know, a little creative guy, yeah. just to wreck havoc on the defender. So a football uh, guy. So yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. <sighs> this is tough. This is tough. Cause I'm a flashy guy. I like flashy okay. things. So Ronaldinho, I got to have Ronaldinho in there. Then you have one of my top five of all time. So we're, we're good on that okay. one. Okay. So Ronaldinho, 
Um, if I'm going to have to put some defenders, I think this is where I get a little bit biased. Um, I'm probably going to say Diego Godin with Uruguay. I felt like yep. he had a solid career with Atletico Madrid and with Uruguay. Um, maybe could be possibly one of the best defenders of all time. And then I need a guy who gets dirty. I need a guy who isn't scared to do double slide tackles. I need Sergio Ramos in there. Let's, let's get a little dirtiness. Uh, yes. So you have so you have the talker. You have a quiet one. Yep. Uh, the flashy and one. Flashy one. Yes. The captain, uh, and then someone that's dirty. That's what I need. <laughs> all right. All right. I, yeah. I think I, I'll take those. It was Perfect. either Ronaldinho or Neymar, and I just got to go with Ronaldinho. I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, small spaces. I'm thinking someone that grew up on the streets playing soccer like that. So I, I got to go with Ronaldinho. Yeah, uh, he's still kidding it now, even though he's um, 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> hey, hey, the Husky breast used to ball, you know what I'm saying? He's that touch, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Who's in your top five? Um, so I think for me, I – so it will be a little bit biased also, but um, we'll say Zidane because um, he's French. He's yeah. my all-time GOAT. Um, so for Defender, I have uh, Roberto Carlos. Okay. Because he's short, stocky, fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and those free kicks. Um, that's probably where I might get in trouble because I will put Ronaldo. Okay. Messi. Okay. And then after that, I'll have Thierry Henry on there. Okay. Thierry Henry, yeah. And I don't know if you know the um, old Nigerian, um, J.J. Okosha. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Um, yes, you might want to check him out. He was, he's, he was pretty much the um, Nigerian version of Ronaldinho. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And they both played for PSG, which mm. was my, my hometown um, soccer team. So I got to watch them both play together and for Wait, I guess, a, a year or two. Is there something that sets him apart? I think it's the I, dribbling part. Oh, no, no, but like physical features. Um, no, I think he was one of those. You know, all you know, back in the days they yeah. had those long clothes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like kind of short and stocky. Okay, okay. Um, so he played for PSG, but he also played for Everton. Okay. And Nigeria. So if you look at him, you'll see he had those skills where. Uh, he probably made a lot of his coaches mad because he was dribbling the ball way too much. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you, he, he's one of those guys. Okay, okay. I like that. Yes. So I, so I had to put a little French, African, and South African, American yeah, on there. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I like that. Worldwide. all over. All right. So excellent. So, yeah. So, um, so we already have your dream team. So, um, so on that part, so... We'll see. Maybe we'll start the argument here between yeah. Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have you go too deep into it, but no. what would you say is like if um, you know if that was your go-to person um, in their prime? Because right now yeah. Ronaldo is not helping his case. Yeah, um, I've always liked Messi as a person more. Um, I felt like um, being a humble kind of goat is something that we don't really see. Um, it's, I thought you opinion, flashy. yeah, I, he's flashy on the field though. So, um, I don't know. I, this is weird, right? I do like flashy. I yeah. do like players that are in your face about it, <laughs> but I also think that Messi's such an anomaly. I mean, he's such a like alien, right? He's so good at the game yet. He's so quiet off the pitch. He's such a good role model for kids. Yes. It's like, 
gosh, you know, it's it's my love and hate at the same time because there was a time where Uruguayans didn't like Messi, right? There was a time where we were rivals before yeah. Suarez and Messi became best friends, right? So um, it's something that I've always had an admiration for Messi. I've been a big, I was a big fan of MSN, the South American guys. So I, a little South American bias there too for me. Um, but I just think Messi, with all the accolades he has now, getting his next ball in the Oro, I think it could be finally said that he's the GOAT. Yeah, that, that Ballon d'Or is like, I'm, I'm still debating if, if he should have it or not. But um, yeah, that, that one's a touchy one. Yeah. But definitely, yeah, and that's the word I asked about, you know, the whole um, Messi, Ronaldo, because depending on, you know, who and where you're from, yeah, exactly. um, you kinda, they have the question, and, and a lot of the time it's just, you know, Messi, and then they just have the question of he's the greatest of all time, but not really have a justification for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you definitely brought it up, you know, the, the reason behind the Messi, um, no, yeah, putting and, his name. And look, in basketball, I love a Ronaldo type. I love a guy who chirps. I love a guy who gets mad when they don't get past the ball. But I'm in soccer, there's something different about an unselfish player like that um, just trying to do the best for his team to the T, right? Yeah. And we saw it with League's Cup and in, in, in MLS, right? This guy, you know, he's won everything, but he still wants to win League's Cup, which is like, all right, dude, you know, you don't need it, but I guess you still want it, you know, so. I don't know. I just oh, there's yeah. an admiration I have for Messi and and uh, a little bias that he came to MLS too. Maybe if Ronaldo came, I'd be like, oh. yeah, he, he almost did. Yeah, almost. And to, to city, our rival, right? he would have been yeah, your rival. To, to, yeah, all big time. <laughs> I would have hated him from there for forever. But uh, yeah, and, and I think for Messi, I've maybe if you see a lot of the posts, I may have maybe have a little bit of hate on there sometime when you know his name pops up when he's not playing against us but and also that he uh, literally took another world cup from france mm. so that, yeah still, yeah you're right power about that one that uh, that's the best world cup final i've ever seen in my life i was by myself yes. watching it standing up screaming by myself nobody was in the house and i couldn't believe what i was watching I, I still have it at number two for me because mm. uh, uh, I watched the 98 World Cup oh, okay. um, in France and I was at home and we actually were at the stadium to watch it. So oh, this wow. one was like, you know, the first one. The, there's almost nothing that can beat it. Right, right. Um, you were at home watching the game. I was actually at my kid's swim meet. Okay. So I had, <laughs> I had my laptop on the side and all, you know, all jerseys. Right. Um, and every parent knew what I was watching. And they pretty much knew the score based on how I was looking at. And majority of the time, I was pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start scoring, and then you're like, they start to laugh. They're like, oh, your face was changing from like a smile to angry, angry to smile. And then at the end, I probably didn't talk to anyone for yeah. about 30 minutes. Right. I was like, I don't need to talk. <laughs> so, so that was the messy effect on, on my life. And then he shows up in the MLS now. Well, in so Bobby, like, yeah. I mean, you guys yeah. have, I mean, I don't see anybody beating you guys for the next eight years. So, I, I mean, yeah. I think if Mbappe turns it on during a World Cup, he's going to be the best player. I think he's going to go down as the best World Cup player of all time. And and, uh, that's, and that's something that's really, really hard to do. Yeah, I, and I'm still skeptical on how well he will, you know, his GOAT level status. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if maybe World Cup wise, he probably will be greatest and score every goals and everything. Yeah, but, he's gonna pass close and um, no problem. Uh, without even a doubt. Yeah. Um, he did just did it during a, a World Cup final. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah, Mbappe is um, it's one of it's he's our um, we'll say, drama queen, drama king. He's a little name more. For, huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, with a little bit more Frenchness on top of it. You know, he he used to fix that jump shot. I saw a video of him trying to shoot a basketball. That's yeah. number one he needs to do, fix that jump shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we need him to score more goals and then forget about basketball. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so those were the, the quick questions just to see, um, get a feel of yourself. So other than that, is there any other players that kind of get introduced you to the sport or wanted you to, you know, emulate or even um, – play like growing up yeah growing up i was not the best kid playing soccer i'll be honest with you okay. scored a couple right. of own, own goals uh, you know so it was i just played youth soccer i played up till nine okay. years old um and <laughs> it wasn't the funnest thing in the world um but i had a del piero jersey so i always wanted to be like del piero um so that was something that i always kind of looked up to um I had a uh, inter miami uh, excuse me ah inter miami inter milan oh. jersey yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with so I always, I always liked Inter Milan, but growing up, to be honest, uh, I wish I had more, more stars that I loved, but Forlan captured my attention in 2010. Um, oh, yes, he, so he was, it. yeah. And, and, and I always remember him talking before the world cup about the Jubilani ball, how he's practicing with the Jubilani ball and how he got the Jubilani ball about a year before the actual game started. So um, I always remembered if you do your homework, you can do really well, you know? So um, that's something that always stuck with me. Um, even if it's four line with a Jubilani ball, right? I, I always kind of live by that. I mean, if you're prepared, you can't get nervous and you'll show up. Awesome. So, yeah, so I think that kind of brings back to, um, you, you kind of mentioned the Jubilee ball and practice. So, um, so could you tell us a little bit more about the, the footwork uh, magazine? Yeah. Um, you know, it looks like it leads from, you know, Jubilee ball practice yeah. soccer feet to right. footwork magazine. Right. I hey, kind of like that. You know, everybody needs footwork and dancing and basketball yeah. and soccer, right? No, so footwork is always necessary. Um, but yeah, with footwork, I mean, like I said earlier, it was it's a, a passion project of mine. Um, I work with a lot of reporters and a lot of photographers, and I felt like, yeah, posting articles is cool. Yeah, posting photos is cool. But what if we put it all together? You know, I, I also started this reporter life making graphics. I, I had a love for graphic design. Um, so I was making, spending six hours making graphics when I lived in Japan. And, and I thought, you know, this is really cool. And it, it's something that was really new school to the soccer world. And I thought, you know, why not mix it all together? I know a lot of people still like that old medium in kind of reading articles, reading the newspaper. But I know a lot of people that like new media where it's, where it's more in your face kind of content. It's more um, re reporters kind of interviewing players like I do, like you said, on my iPhone. Um, it's TikTok videos, storylines. People love storylines on TikTok. I don't know if you are, are very familiar with the TikTok soccer world. It's all about... I started just a little bit. Um, still yeah. a lot of work to do, but yes. It's, it's all about the storylines, right? So I thought, you know, where is something I can make a concoction of, you know, articles, photographers, uh, graphic design and stories. And I thought, you know what, let's just make a magazine. Um, you know, growing pains, right? I mean, there's a couple of mistakes in our first articles, you know, because, you know, it's just, it's just going to bound to happen because I'm starting to be an editor as well. So, um, you know, growing pains, 
but a lot of the clubs around the league are, are, are very excited for it. And that's something that I'm very grateful for. Um, we just released our, our first article with a sit down interview that New York Red Bulls actually uh, wanted us to do. So uh, nice. that's a big step. I mean, we got our first credentials with the Handy Mukhtar spread that we did for Nashville. We, we were able that to That was get, a big one. Yeah, we were able to yeah, get yeah. Um, photographers in under footwork under our magazine. And that was a big step too. And then this one too, in my opinion, is a big sit down interview. That's a big one too. And I got to give a shout out to everybody that helps me with this because I'm not alone here. Um, but I do write on there sometimes. So um, it's just, I thought it was going to be maybe a little faster in terms of content. But okay. I, I think I'm quali- uh, I'm more quality over quantity in this case because I, I want to make sure that, you know, someone's proud to display the, my work or our, our writer's work on their page. So, like, Hany Mukhtar shared it. Bawanga shared his spread. Um, uh, Daniel Edelman probably will share his spread in the next couple of days. So it's something that if it looks great, people are going to see it. And, and my whole thing is – Yes, you know, you, you always need to make good content, but you also need to make people see it. That's my marketing kind of aspect of it. Nice. Yeah, you got Buonga. That's um that's the guy that I watched playing at Saint Etienne. So it was um it was fun when he was at um came to City Park to play against yeah. LAFC. I, I I was cheering for St. Louis hundred and ten percent, but I had that five percent I was like that's the guy I saw in France. Right. For what, about, bit, what about Miguel Trauco? For San Jose, yes, I have not seen them just yet. Okay, um, I think San Jose. Um, I think we only play them once, I believe. Yeah, I think you played um, at our our place. No, wait, I think yeah. did we play? Uh, season so long that we forgot. Yes, we <laughs> <laughs> need the playoffs, so we're like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we might play in the playoffs, right? Yeah, so we'll see. That'll be that'll be the very interesting part. Still have nightmares and, of Klaus just budding San Jose's defense, so I don't need that again. All right. <laughs> well, he he's back in healthy, so right, I, I can't right. can make any promises. <laughs> but, yeah, and that's the nice um, French connection with Danny, and I guess it was kind of fun to um, hear that he needed a translator. Yeah, for a lot of the part. So it it was interesting, and uh, and I think that's probably where I saw your footwork. A magazine spread that was through him yeah. and uh, his post. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, y'all works. I'm so grateful. I mean, but MVPs and potential MVPs, Golden Boot winners are sharing the work that I do. I'm who am I? You know, I'm just this 28 year old from San Jose, California. You know, so um, again, extremely grateful for all all of the likes, all the retweets, all the shares. Because honestly, without the fan base, without MLS communities, this wouldn't be possible. Yeah, and I do see that this community is like um hungry for like you know small content creators, yeah. and almost um I think I even made friends with LAFC um content creators. Yeah. So and it's just reaching out. So I definitely saw that there's that anger to to bring MLS I guess to the masses. Right. And um and I guess you probably saw in San Luis there's podcast now for everything. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. Yes. So it's definitely, I know it's, it's tough when you're a content creator and there's other people around, but I've always thought about this way. Your, your, your fight's not against other MLS people. Your right. fight's actually against the people that don't even give soccer a chance. So right. if you find stories and you find ways of people consuming your media in different ways, maybe you grab that new soccer fan. So that was kind of my angle ever since I started. And I think um, you can see that with full work and everything and all the interviews that, um, you know, the people that support me on Instagram, right? 
Actually, a lot yeah. of those people are people that I grew up with. And now they, they know Dennis Bawanga. Now they know Hany Mutar. So it's just like, oh, well, you're making stars. You know, you're making stars in these little bubbles. So yes. um, it's pretty fun. Awesome. So, yeah, so pretty much it's it definitely showing that the MLS is growing compared to what um, I've it's I've been accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um yes, and a lot more welcoming, let's just say that. Um my uh, European counterparts it, it, if you're not European it's kind of hard to Of course. To start. Of course. Yes. I'm not going to move to Spain and just start making La Liga content, you know, maybe who knows. Vosotros, you know. Uh, hey, yeah, <laughs> the, the more, you know, Messi brought him here to begin with, so why not, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, excellent. So yes, and also I'm um, knowing that it's still Hispanic Heritage uh, Month. Um, so, what could you tell us a little bit more what that means to you, especially having the MLS celebrate that, and also if you could share some memories about you know a players from San Lu- I'm sorry, from the MLS, um, celebrating and you know or maybe what San Jose is doing to celebrate. Hispanic yeah, month. you know, um, being Hispanic and having this month, having this finally having this month to represent our people in so many different ways because at the end of the day there's so many different hispanics right from from any any color i mean any color can be hispanic um i used to live in japan and there was peruvian japanese that are hispanic as well but they don't they look like they're japanese so it's really awesome that you get so many walks of life in being hispanic um it's just you get so many different cultures. I'm so I'm, I'm honestly learning new things from Brazilians. I'm learning new things from Colombians. I'm learning new things from Mexicans. I'm learning new things from, again, Peruvians, right? So it's just awesome that we can all share this one month. Um, growing up in, you know, being the outsider, right? I mean, I was Uruguayan. There's no Uruguayan on the West Coast. They're all in New Jersey or in Miami, right? So uh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, it was, you know, it's nice to have a representation. Um, it's nice to, um, actually, to be honest, that's probably why I felt so accustomed to a lot of the players in the league. Because yes, they're Argentinian. There's a lot of Argentinian superstars uh, like Espinosa, Driussi, uh, Velasco. Uh, there's a lot of these guys. But it, you know, Uruguayan and Argentinian is very similar. So um, when I do talk to Velasco, when I do talk to Espinosa, I feel like I do a good job at kind of getting them out of their shell and being a reporter that speaks this uh, their version of Spanish. Is, mm-hmm. is something that I can, you know, put on the keyboard in a certain way that it's a little more understood. So Espinoza will give me a little more because he trusts me enough to, you know, translate it in the right way. Right. So yes. I'm very grateful for being in my position. Um, and I mean, being Hispanic is truly, truly awesome to me. I love my parents always giving me the name Fabian um, or Fabian because it, it it's always going to be with me. I know Renkel's not the... You know, most Hispanic last name, but Fabian yeah, is first. First name is that's what starts it off. Yeah, so I'm I'm always super super proud of my name. Um, I think it's it's so awesome that MLS is doing something to kind of help Hispanic Heritage Month, um, and it's just cool to see around the league. I know a lot of the LA clubs are doing a little bit more geared to Day of the Dead Mexican Heritage, um, but you know the Quakes did a Uruguayan Heritage Night, so it's something to see. I love it because. I do a lot to try to uplift, you know, Spanish players or Hispanic players in MLS. So it's something that just goes hand in hand with my content. Yeah. And that was the, that was the kind of the pretty uh, fun part of things, especially um, 
and I guess probably give a big shout out to our um, STL Santos group. Yeah. Um, there, if you look at a lot of the communications from St. Louis, um, that's had a super Santos that's like uh, pretty much everywhere um, in St. Louis. Um, and I went to a lot of the um, parties that they were having. Um, and it's even this, just the STL Santos, you know, if you would think that it's more of just the, the Hispanic mm. kind of supporting group, um, they've pretty much welcomed anyone to that group. You, you go in there and you probably see the more of the United Nation versus, uh-huh. um, you know, um, we'll say the more of a Hispanic right. um, supporting group, um, which I spent a lot of time with them. That's where I um, wanted to bring up that question also, because, you know, it's always one of those things where us African too, even though I'm French, um, when we, we see someone that's um, like us, right. so we kind of tend to take the entire continent and embrace it, even though um, it is, we're just part of a smaller country. Right. But it's just, you know, at the end of the day, we're almost brown and black people. So um, anything that uplifts that group or right. our group and bring a voice is always a good thing when the league is showing that support. Um, for the entire league versus, you know, just our own team celebrating um, those months. Yeah, and, and I had a pretty pretty big post at the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month where a lot of reporters in this field or in the sports world are not from ethnic backgrounds, are not brown and black, right? So, you know, I, I hold a lot on my shoulders for the Hispanic community when I say I try to do my best to compete with the likes of, you know, the demographics not being on my side, you know, so, and in soccer, it's a little more, um, more leaning to maybe a lot more Hispanics, but I try to do my best to try to, you know, mold those two groups together. Um, and, and I feel like it means a lot to me to be, you know, one of the most prominent Hispanic reporters in the Spanish and English world. Um, and and it's truly a blessing to me. Yeah. And that was the mad props on you also, um, especially how you, you grind, like I said earlier, you know, kind of grind it and, you know, have that avenue and maybe that will help bring them other Hispanic yeah. um, speaking um, creators. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely one of those. Um, and that's why I'm hoping also to starting to see maybe a little bit more, we'll say black or African yeah. descent yeah. Um, creators. Um, I'm, you know, I'm more, I may speak a little bit more of that European side of things because um, I guess that's where I grew up. Yeah. And um, didn't see as much, I guess, of people like me, we'll say, of course. Um, when it comes to the MLS part. Um, and I do starting to see a lot more these days are uh, players coming from Africa directly to MLS. Yeah. And so it's, it's definitely showing that the MLS is kind of shifting yeah. to more of a, um, I guess, a global sports yeah and the the apple deal definitely makes it um even bigger because now i have people from senegal where my parents are from and other part of africa that are like you know what st louis is like i'm like how do you know about them it's like it's just because apple tv right makes it available so a lot more of our players all across are now um, being seen yeah. a lot more um and danny bonga is being one in gabon he's I think he's starting to trend as much as the national players that play for the national team and the ones that are playing in bigger teams right. in Europe. Yeah. So that kind of is a lot. And, and I want to say this, African players that play in MLS are actually the nicest people in the world. I got to give a shout yeah. out to Jonathan Mensah. I mean, that dude goes out of his way to make sure he says hello to me 
Um, a guy like Apoku, you know, he's always smiling, always a good time, says yes to every interview. Um, a lot of these guys are, are, are great people um, and they've made my job so easy too. So shout out to all the African players in MLS because you guys rock. Yeah, and we have to see Josh Yarrow from St. Louis. Um, so you pretty much the, the same thing. If you hear about um, Josh, yeah, um, he's he's pretty much everywhere. Um, any small parties, um, you send him a message. You say, hey, there's there's a small gathering of of um, you know, supporters or something. Um, he will show. That's awesome. Um, I think the last time they were, I think in L.A. Yeah. Um, so they played in L.A. and then the next Saturday, the next Sunday, there was STL Santos had an event. Oh wow! So he literally got off the plane from L.A. A few hours later, he was at that event. Oh, that's awesome. The only first team player. So it it kind of you know showed that um, like you say, some of those African players that do um, at fault right. do not say no <laughs> to a lot of things. Hey, but it but it makes the fan base love you even more. Um, so, yeah. you know, shout out Josh Yaro. That's pretty cool. We had a player like that in San Jose where we would throw a barbecue and he would come out. So that always stuck in the fan base. And this is going to stick in the San Luis fan base, too. Oh, yes. Oh, now you see his jersey everywhere. So it's like it, it definitely shows um, that one where um, even with a team that were, I think, eight months old. Yeah. Um, definitely show a lot. Eight and months? I think. You guys are an MLS Next Pro, all right? Well, we'll, we'll see MLS. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people were still considering us newcomers, <laughs> even at the beginning. Um, You're the and, only team that's and, gotten promoted. And, and I think a lot of, and that's why I made good friends with Austin FC fans also and Austin TV, because at the very beginning when they did their predictions, um, I was watching it because I wanted to know what people were saying. And they had score of like Austin beating us six to zero, seven zero. It was a nine to zero. Oh, wow. So it was like, so there was still that newcomer feel right. from that. But then after that, now we're good people all the time. And I even cheer for Austin too. Um, I guess yesterday <laughs> when they were playing for MLS too. So right. um, we made good friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, yes. So, um, so I think, um, and I guess to bring it back to a little bit to your experience on here. Um, so it looks like you've uh, covered for, I guess, a few more teams now. Yeah. Um, so is there like a story, an event that kind of, you know, kind of motivated you to do a lot more content for MLS or, yeah. you know, a moment that was like, Hey, this, this is it. And I want to pursue it further. Yeah, you know, when <clears throat> I'm very, very lucky and grateful to be in San Jose, um, an MLS team, right? So I can, I can go to the game and then kind of walk into the, the visitor locker room and I can ask mm -hmm. Kenny Mutar, hey, do you want to play for USA? You know, so it's like, I, yeah. I have access and I'm very grateful for that. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, maybe I can ask guys questions that people want to know. And since I do have some, you know, some backing of the MLS communities um, and some sort of fan base that I can, I can get that tweet and that tweet will, will pop off in those communities. Um, so there was, there were some times where uh, I would want to interview San Jose players, but I thought, you know, it would be more beneficial to the community and to the whole if I interviewed the other team. Um, right. because I know there's great San Jose reporters already. I know that that side's going to be covered for the San Jose fan, but I was like, Hey, why, why not talk to Walker Zimmerman? You know, why not talk to Alan Velasco? Why not talk to Sebastian Legette? You know? So it was just, it, it's, 
honestly, it was pretty seamless of a transition. I, I went to DC, I covered the all-star game and man, I did, that was that I did like what? 38 interviews. So <laughs> I was pumping content, like insane content. I was talking about, um, you know, Tim Parker. I was talking about Luciano Acosta. I was talking about Honey Mutar, Christian Bateke, you know, and I had so much content going in all those interviews that it felt, it just felt natural. I, you know, I was like, I need to be busy all the time and I need to be um, involved with everything because I feel like I could get the most, like I was saying earlier, the most out of the Spanish speaking players, like a Driussi or, or a, a Costa speaks good English now, but maybe before he sp spoke good English, um, I could kind of, really put out what what i feel like they're saying so it really went hand in hand for me um i covered an mls cup again i did i did la versus philadelphia and since i'm i would say i'm kind of local to los angeles about five hours away from the bay area i was covering philly and a lot of philly fans were really enjoying the content i had a lot of philly fans really appreciated the content because everybody was covering la that's the big market team everybody wants to know about la um i kind of took the role of interviewing Philadelphia. And I learned a lot after that Philadelphia loss. Um, I had to interview players that were crying. I had to interview players that were so heartbroken that they just lost a nail biter to Gareth Bale. Um, and I was so lucky. I was lucky enough for MLS to use my videos for their official press conference uh, quotes. So um, that was kind of a moment where I was like, you know what? I, I feel like maybe I can, if I did that, that's probably the hardest thing you ever did. Um, if I could get Jack McGlynn to talk when he's bawling his eyes out about losing, cause he's a 16 year old kid, you know, like he, of course he's going to be crying. This is, this is a big thing for the world men too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, if I can do that, I felt like, you know, I can ask Kenny Mukhtar, is he going to Qatar? You know, that, that, that felt pretty easy. I still remember his face. He's like, no, man, I love, I love, I love Nashville. I love, I love the United States, you know? So, um, and getting to yeah, I was, I was surprised on that one. Yeah. I, I was, I was like, oh, what, what is, what, when the rumor comes, especially when right. it comes to Qatar is like, uh, and that, what is he going and to that rumor came out like, Two days before I got to ask him, and you should have saw me. I was speeding down DC. I was like, I'm going to ask Andy Mukhtar because the way they set it up was Arsenal was practicing about an hour away at the, almost at the same oh. time as MLS. So you, oh. you, you had to choose either or. So I went to, I went to go ask Florian Balogan, the UMS MNT player, if he wants to play in MLS. And then I just got in the car and I was like, Ugh! we're going to go all the way an hour to go see, ask Kenny Mukhtar. And I saw them packing up and I literally ran out there with my, my phone and my mic. And I was like, Kenny, do you want to go to guitar? And it, like, it, it literally happened within three minutes of me running out of the car. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of stories, but yeah, I just, this felt like it was a seamless transition. Um, I would say a lot of the guys that are doing it now, they're really good at what they do. Um, but maybe I have a little bit of brassness to me. Maybe I have a little bit of un, uh, how do I say this? Unpolishedness to me that I'll ask that question. And, 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 you know, you might get some looks, you know, but that's what the people want to know. You know, at the time, Nashville was cheering because he's not going anywhere. So, um, but again, it was all good. He came to San Jose, he saw the footwork magazine and he said hi to me, you know? So at the end of the day, um, it was something that I was really proud of, and, and it goes hand in hand with covering the whole game. Yeah, so I guess if the MLS is listening, I think they got to do better with that. If if 
it's kind of hard, you know, if Arsenal is there and the MLS, yeah. that's like, you know, picking your mom or dad, you know, who you go see first. That's, that's right. Well, that's Arsenal hard. was really hard too because they, they just had a Balogan and everybody wanted to know about Balogan. Sure. You know, well, you know, he just had the best season in France. You know, he just chose the USA. Um, so we we got it. Done. Was we got it done though. Uh, they do that on purpose uh, at these big events. They they make sure that you no know, you know they can't load up too much media on one thing. Oh, one team. Okay. Yeah, so it's like pick your poison really. And <laughs> since my my media is a little more MLS USMNT based, you know I kind of did what I had to do. You know when when um, Declan Rice, I mean, great player. You know, very famous yes. player. When he came out to talk, you know I. You know, I didn't really need to talk to him because I knew MLS fan bases would Every rather want to know about MLS players and, and Balogan. Uh, yes, definitely. And and plus anything that you want to know about Arsenal, they'll probably have Tons. that question already. Yeah, AF, AFTV, right? Like, yes. Jesus, you know, you know, they don't need me, you know. Um, my calling is is definitely MLS and and I got I got a lot of love for MLS. So that's that's what that's what, um you know, motivates me too. Yeah, so I'm um, so I guess when it comes to questions, then um, since you have interviewed almost you know future MVPs, MVPs yeah. in the MLS, so is there um, I guess to make the call out now, was there any players that any player that you're like you know hoping to get that um interview that was like you know what yeah I I'm there. You see me brighten up, you know, like it's, this is, this is like the national treasure where, you know, we're trying to find the declaration of independence right now. Of course I want to, of course I want to interview Messi, right? Like that's the one, right? I miss Latan. You know, I, I got, I got an opportunity to talk to Chicharito, Vela, um, but those guys are huge, huge names in Mexican, Mexican Americans. I mean, that's, those are number one and two basically for a lot of Mexican American fans, but Messi's a different animal. I mean, they literally hired a whole new whole new staff for just Messi games, right? Just so Messi doesn't have to talk to me, right? So um, that's one that, you know, maybe at the All-Star game, because like I told you, I had, what, like I said, 35 interviews. Yeah. How is it going to work yeah. next year, right? Of course I'm going straight to Messi if he's in the locker room and he's right there next to Busquets, you know? Suarez right there yeah. next to Modric right there. I, I, I think you might be in trouble if they have uh, Suarez and Modric on there. Right. They, they, they might hire an entire SEAL team yeah. to, to cover them. You probably will. Yeah, you, you probably need to be like, you know, upper level or, yeah, that if Modric comes and goes to Miami, you will probably see me book a flight <laughs> to watch the game no matter what the price right, is. Right, right. And but they're going to come to St. Louis. They're going to have a whole new schedule next year where they're going to go all over the, the country. Oh, uh, no, I'm talking, I still will have to go to St. Louis <laughs> and Miami. Uh, he's he's one of those that he may not be on my top five, uh-huh. uh, Modric, because there, there's a very good lineup. But he's one of those um, almost like Messi-like where he doesn't say much. Right. He doesn't you know, he's not that flashy. Right, right. But when he's on the field, there's that one pass from, you know, the left to the right. Beauty. The ball goes right to your feet. You're like, how did that guy settle the ball? It's like, no, it's not him. It's Modric that put it on his foot. Right, 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 right. And then he settled it. So, yes. Yeah. You, you, you just said a name that kind of pushed me a little bit out of my question. Yeah. But Modric is, Croatia is, he's it. And, and to be honest, uh, my style of reporting is a little different. Um, I try to go a way that hasn't been done before. 
Um, okay. Like like you said, what me trying to interview players, um, I do things that maybe some other reporters won't do. Like I make okay. sure I have two. This is this is gonna be weird, but I always make sure I have two or three photographers because okay. if I get an interaction with a player where they're laughing or something like that, I'm not actually allowed to take a picture with the player. So okay. I, I'm not allowed to be like, hey, can we take a picture? But I am allowed to kind of interview the player. And if a picture is taken, I can use that. So that's something where it's like, ah, yeah, I, I, I definitely, if Messi's, if I'm interviewing Messi, I'm going to have to have all angles covered, you know? Like, yeah. So, and, and that's my marketing side coming out. You know, yeah. you know, reporters do a great job kind of being behind the scenes, but I feel like you kind of have to also help grow the game to the non-fans. And and yes. and that's what I try to do the most on Instagram because I know Instagram people um, maybe a little bit of a soccer fan maybe they're Liga and Mickey's fans maybe they're you know friends and family I've had from all my life but may, like like I said earlier maybe they know who Luciano Acosta is now or Hany Mukhtar is now because they see a picture with me and and, and Hany and say why, why is he, why does he have a picture with Hany <laughs> right <laughs> so it, they're little things little tricks I try to do to kind of get that non-soccer fan to be a soccer fan. And I know for a fact, if I get a picture of interviewing Messi, everybody, everybody on my Instagram will probably be like, okay, where did Messi play? Why is he in the USA? Why is he talking to this schmuck, Favi? Why is he hanging out, you know, like here laughing, you know? So I like adding things that maybe asks more questions. And um, that's just me. I also like to get that photo to add kind of credibility. It's actually, it means a lot to my credibility because if I post a quote, I think by now people should believe it. But if you're starting in this game, some people can still think it's misinformation or fake news or it's not, it was just blatantly fake. So if I have a picture with me and Fagundes and Fagundes said this tweet, it's like, and I post the video too, it's like, okay, no, he's really telling the truth, you know? So that's another part about it, especially coming out as an independent you have to build that credibility because you don't have the athletic to back you or you don't have MLS to back you. You have to back yourself. So just little things that, you know, but Messi, back to your question, Messi would be that one interview. But I would probably ask something about Suarez. I would probably make a viral moment because, like, when I asked Hanny, you know, did Walker influence you at all? And Walker was right there. And and I got that moment, right? So right. It, it, I, my marketing background is, like, make that viral moment. You know, get Messi to talk about Suarez with Suarez right there. Like, hey man, did he start the Mata de or did you? You know, something like that. It would, it wouldn't, because there's so many questions about Messi already. You know, make him laugh a little bit. You know, ask him about the pizza. Hey, yo, what happened with the pizza? You know, like, like something different. You yeah, know, and I think that's, and I think that's some of those things that's kind of missed, uh, missing. Right. Um, especially you know when and. I guess I've been lucky enough to be around other players yeah. growing up um, since I played the academy soccer. So I've, I've had some um, interaction and, and I think that's probably what also a lot of my posts that comes into, you know, you know, the try to kind of get the more human side yeah, exactly. of the, the post. So even though we know that, you know, everyone wants to be a, uh, you know, a professional journalist and, you know, criticize or right. come to those parts. I, I typically see the other side of, of things. Um, you know, a lot of them prefer the, the motivation with a little bit of criticism than, you know, oh, oh you were awful yesterday. And then here's why, right. even though 
some of those people David played sport before. Exactly. Uh, and me, I've never been a pro, right? I've never played in college, right? So who am I to tell? But, yeah, but your but your um your demeanor, pretty much from what I see from those interviews, and you know, make them comfortable yeah. to, to speak. Yeah. Um, I think that's what kind of draw me to a lot of your content. Yeah, if I make them laugh, it's gonna be a good interview. So that, that's that's yeah. kind of what I always think. They're gonna open up more. Um, so my, my whole thing is making them laugh. Yeah, and I reach out to players all the time, especially with their national team. Yeah. Um, I always send them a message. It's like, hey, how about your national team? And um, they've had some some fun conversations on that. Yeah. So it's um, always nice. Um, so yeah, so, and um, I know I'm trying not to take too much of your time. Totally fine. So other than that, so we do know that you have footwork mm -hmm. and a lot of your content on there. Um, so is there any um, other projects or any content that you um, you like to share with, I guess, our St. Louis folks, even though not everybody listening to this podcast, but I have almost, you know, 22,000 friends that yeah. I will get to see on, on Saturday. Um, so the floor is all yours. Yeah, you know, um Maybe I don't have anything that's going to be, you know, too out of left field. I don't have anything to drop brand new thing for you. But, but the playoffs are coming around. And, and you best believe if, if St. Louis just beats San Jose, you know, in San Jose, because they're going to clinch it probably if they win in San Jose too. You know, I you best you. believe I'm going to go interview Klaus like a Christmas tree. Like I'm going to be saying, hey, man, how do you feel? You know, first playoff win for St. Louis. How do you feel for the city of St. Louis? So. Keep an eye out for that, especially if you guys play Saint, or San Jose. Um, I'll definitely be interviewing St. Louis there. Um, but if, you know, with footwork, I got, I, like I said, Daniel Edelman, Henny Mukhtar, and Dennis Mwanga, Messi. If I didn't get to St. Louis this year, but we might actually sneak something in, um, maybe it's going to have to be the, one of the first editions of next year because St. Louis is just a powerhouse in the soccer world. So I want to, I actually want to make it out there. I want to be able to be a part of it yeah. um, before I ride on it. So um, I, I want to see the electric uh, atmosphere that everybody talks about. I mean, Taylor Twelman can't stop raving about it. So I need to see it, you know, um, oh. shout out to, you know, St. Louis. How do you say St. Louisian? It's St. Louisian. St. Louisian. Shout out to a St. Louisian Taylor Twelman. Yeah, so you have an open invitation. So I have season tickets, so you have a seat. Oh, I appreciate with that. Yeah. Anytime you just let us know and we'll make sure you, you have that. And I'm sure um the supporter side also um is still sentence and all that. I'm sure they will reserve one for you. Oh, I appreciate so it. That's very all, all you have to do is book the flight. Yeah, right. I know I that's an expensive flight, though. <laughs> oh, not 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 too bad. I gotta go to I gotta go to the enemy first. I gotta go to Kansas City, and then you gotta go to St. Louis, right? No, you don't need to go to Kansas City. <laughs> and, and the fun part about it is, I actually um, lived in Kansas City. Oh, wow. I even played two years of high school in Kansas City. Oh, cool. So, so I was sort of a fan for when it was the Kansas City Wizards. Mm -hmm. So they were playing in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the joke where it says, like, we always call it Kansas. Yeah, 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 because it's right because, next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they want to cross the border to build that stadium there. Right. So it's always, you know, in Kansas. But I was, when I was sort of a fan, uh -huh. they were in Mis in the state of Missouri where St. Louis Got is. Got it. Okay. So so for me, my, my connection is more on the Kansas City Wizards. Got it. When they were in Missouri. 
then once they moved to Kansas, for me, I'm like one of those European guys that, you know, you leave, the, you leave that city, you can't call yourself, you know, the pastor. Right, right. You know, you can't leave London and say, hey, now I'm in Manchester and I'm still a London team. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, you, that, you probably have a hard time then because of all the teams in, in I mean, regular NFL football, like San Francisco yeah. 49ers play in basically San Jose. So like, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. like uh, right. Yeah. As long as they don't move there, as long as they always been there, then it's always good. Uh, but you know, yeah. one of the banter, right, right? But NFL is a whole another beast. Right. Where um, I guess they're not really tied to a team, uh, to a city at from, all. Especially from what I've heard from St. Louis and Cronky. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, you, you hear those stories. It's like you you say that name. It, I think the entire state of Missouri cringes. Right, right, right. Uh, and I guess you just saw that he's trying to fight with FIFA for the World yeah. Cup so far. So um, clearly, I guess there's a point why St. Louis is not too fan of him. Yeah, I, I would get it. I would understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. So, um, so I think if that's pretty much it. Um, is unless there's anything else you have in mind yeah if you have any more questions i don't mind the time so um i'm thinking i mean i'm so excited to be on this is, this is awesome uh thank you so much for your time um yeah I'm, i mean i'm grateful for everything that's happened it's all a snowball um it's it's only gonna get bigger um but i promise i won't just talk about Messi. i'll talk about st louis too i don't I, I think for me, it's as long as if Messi's playing St. Louis, you can do it for an entire week. That piece, right? But, you know, when it's San Jose against St. Louis and then somebody says, hey, Messi did this, you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> We're wrong topic. Well, so so that's why I tried to be an MLS reporter than just mm -hmm. San Jose because I wanted to kind of expand. Um, mm -hmm. And you know what? A lot of people like to have beat reporters, right? And only beat reporters. And, and it's tough to make that jump from beat reporter to a league reporter. Um, so it's always a grind. It's always an uphill battle because people are really tied to their own team. Um, yes, but, that's the, that's why I respect a lot of the journalists. Yeah. I'm especially like Taylor Twelman, for example, when he's re reporting San Louis playing against Kansas city, he still has to be neutral right, right, for, right. 99.999% of the time. Right. So it, it's definitely one that I, I, for journalists, is like the most respect on that part because it's like we all know you you have your own team that right. you support through and through, but um, you still have to be neutral, I guess, in front of the camera. Right, right. Or on so, Twitter, you know, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. in front of the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. And I think what, especially one thing that's so refreshing about yourself is we do see all of, you know, the, the MLS specific yep. um, reporters. Um, I think, especially for me, uh, a lot of the, there's maybe too much numbers, you know, the game right, time. Right, right. Um, I'm one of those guys where um, I rather see a player dribble yeah, yeah, exactly. where he's doing and going left and right and the data, the information yeah. of like expected goals. Um, right, right. Yeah. I, you almost lose me. I think they start using it more now in Europe as yeah. well. But you lose me very quickly when you like expected goals, expected pass. I'm like, yeah, I, I can tell you <laughs> when you're on the field, you don't see X's and O's and see, hey, right. I, I'm at, you know, X this. Right. It's like, 
Yeah. I want to see a guy dribble five players and then turn around, <laughs> pass it. It's called. Right. Yes. I'm not the biggest XG guy. I'm not the biggest X's and O guy. Um, but, you know, if Andy Mukhtar wants to play for USA, I'll be the one to ask him that question, you know. So uh, yes. that's, I, that's a great example of my work, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Awesome. So, yes, and we have great experts that, that takes care of Already, that part. right? So, yeah. Makes this story for us. Exactly. Awesome. So, yeah, so I guess since we have a little bit more time, yeah, go ahead. Um, I guess you want to talk about um, your your MVP end of the year awards? Ooh, all right, all right. You know what? I'll take it down. I'm going. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, Dennis Bawanga is my MVP because uh, he has crazy hair. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I think he's had a well. If you say, if you say goals and stuff, that's different yeah. than like the right, XG right, right, right. thing. Well, Expectations. Well, Danny Bawanga from the the left corner of the ninety actually no, has the XG of this. You know? Yeah, it, that's why that's when you lose. Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but if you look at just run of play goals, Danny Bawanga has the most. And I mean, Acosta has like maybe eight or nine penalties. So I kind of <laughs> took that into perspective. I actually think this LAFC team isn't as strong as people think. Um, I I know it's hard to kind of believe that LAFC isn't as strong as a team as everybody thinks they were last year. But I would say this team's actually a little bit of a shell of what it was last year. Um, and I think the, that's scary if he's saying that they're not. I think they're not as strong as they were last year. I think they had a lot more depth last year. They had Bale coming off the bench. They had C. Fuentes coming off the bench. Um they now, I mean, who else did they have? They Brian Rodriguez, but he wasn't really doing much for them. But, um, I mean, they had a Chicho Orango, right? A player that's a superstar for RSL now. So they brought in a guy like Kike Oliveira, they brought in uh, a guy named Mario. Um, Super Mario is what they call him. Um, but they haven't really showed up. And you know, Boanga didn't really show up until the playoffs last year. So maybe things change in once playoff time comes around, but. A team that like LAFC, I mean, LAFC lost what two finals or yeah, two finals this year, I believe, yeah. Campiones yeah. and CCL. So they need a big superstar to show up in the right moments. And during group games and during MLS regular season games, that was De- Denny Luongo. Um, I felt yeah. like he actually did a lot on run of play goals. I think Lucho Acosta still had a better overall season. But I also think his numbers are a little inflated on the goal side with all the penalties. Yeah, that's. I think that's the the part that people do put questions. Yeah, yeah, and I think for us, bias from St. Louis, <laughs> um, even though it's extremely rare to have a goalie as MVP, right. but um, we almost have as like if we didn't have Berkey in goals, right, we we would not have been a top or even middle um, without those crazy saves that he've had. Um, during the season, that's I think that's where, um, I guess from the St. Louis side, right. the debate was. Up. And my whole thing is like, why does he have so many saves though? What are we doing, Parker? What are you doing over there? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, well, we we won't we won't talk about that one. <laughs> not the MVP. So, uh, uh, well, we'll just say that you know, it, it, we we let other teams have their chances. Yeah, Berkey's having a great team. season though. He should yeah. win goalkeeper of the year. Um, yeah, I, I made a mistake. I actually uh, released my list, and then 
Ah, I was wrong. I was big time wrong. I'll admit it. I was wrong. Berkey should have been on my list, and then I changed it. Berkey's on my list. <laughs> St. Louis will appreciate yeah. you on that part. They give kudos to every reporter. That's it. St. Louis was going to be dead last. And I think if you came back, it's like, all right, I'm sorry. We're, we were wrong. And everybody just let that one Look, slide. I'm a um, reporter that can admit they're wrong. I mean, I one time was against the whole LAFC fan base. You know, so, uh, oh, oh. yeah, so... Uh, they, I have, I have a nickname out there. They call me Mr. Big Yikes because I said they were going to lose to Monterey Bay in U.S. Open Cup, and they ended up winning. Uh, so oh, yeah, God. I was, I was put on a shirt, right? So and then I, <laughs> right when you get, it's not, it's not bad news, right? <laughs> put on, on the shirt now. Uh, but yeah. no, they, the next two or three weekends, I was out there, you know, talking to all the fans, and they were all having a blast because I, I, you know, it's, it's all about being a good sport. You can't be too. You can't think too highly of yourself because we're all watching the same game. You know, you don't have a special right. set of binoculars that yeah makes your game different than others. But everyone's gonna have different opinions, and that's the beauty of it, right? You get to talk to different people with different opinions. Yep, and, and I think that's what I always say. Um, all the teams that we lost against, yeah. um, even after that, is like, hey, good game. The banter's before that were fun. You guys won, congratulations, and then you just go on. It's just um. I guess the, ex- the extra stuff is pointless. Yeah, yeah. And you just got to tell them, hey, we're going to beat you in the playoffs, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it, yes. So you had MVP, so how um, – and goalie. Yeah. Um, so who would you say about um, – Defender. Say, oh, yes. Yeah, so uh, I put Matt Miazga. I felt like uh, since he needs to be somewhere on my list. Um, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. But I felt like they had enough defenders – Barrel was their left back. He had a good season, but he's more of an uh, attacking left back for me. So um, I wanted to give it to someone on that back line, and I felt like Miazga is their leader in their back line. Uh, yeah, I have a, a deep story about Miazga. Yeah. Um, because he played for, um, I guess he's played in court for Chelsea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, you know, he was supposed to be like our our it American yeah, yeah, the defender, next guy, right? Yeah. But but he, yeah, it did not work <laughs> out at all. And then after that, the whole game, I guess, against Mexico, right. when he was like, you know, flexing and doing the whole high uh, thing, yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, you did not make it to Chelsea, <laughs> and you barely made it. And then you, you know, the whole flexing thing kind of turned me off right, from right. him. But then then he had Cincinnati, and was like, you know, maybe that was. He went to Chelsea too early, yeah. maybe, because right now he's showing in Cincinnati that he is a heck of a, a defender. Right. Uh, it's one of those things where you know maybe you know a player for too long, right. and the only thing you've you've known is that little, I guess, failure on that part. But yeah, um, I still think uh, Parker had the better season um, than Mascot. But yeah, I, I think so. My whole thing was. Yeah, I think uh, Parker did have a good season too, but I can't give everything to St. Louis, you know. But but then Berkey, Berkey had so many saves, right? So that I was yeah. saying earlier, I was like, why do you have too many saves? Uh, you know, uh, Parker was on the bench <laughs> and he was hurt. It was like 20, 20 <laughs> shots one game that he was on the bench. <laughs> yes, that, that was it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say, um, and I think defender is almost one of those hard things also right. to kind of give someone MVP because you know you're you're not playing like back in the days where you were the sweeper right and you were the last one last man before the goalie now you always have you know three two or maybe four other defenders yeah. with you so um it's definitely one of those tricky where 
I guess Lobainis. Right. Um, so midfielders? Yeah, so midfielders, um, this I had it pretty stacked, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um I put I put everybody I could. I put everybody yeah, uh, I put Espinoza, I put Almada, I put Mukhtar, um, I had Acosta, and then I think let me just think of Luvin. One more time. Yeah, I think that was four. I had one more, if I'm not mistaken. But he's passing me. It's not Lowen. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think I think four, maybe four. Let me let me double check it actually. Um, but young player of the year, I had Almada. I think that's a pretty easy one. Um, he, so is he still a new player? Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't. He was there though. He was there. So yeah, he's going up against uh like uh rookie of the years and and uh, MLS Next Pro guys, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I was wondering. I was like, he played last yeah. year. Yeah. Like, is it? So is it newcomer or young? It just player? says newcomer. So, um, yeah. So I mean, newcomer should be like think, fresh I off the came twenty years last year through the season. Oh, so he's still, oh, no, he's still, he's still, he's still not you know, qualified. If he can have, you know how bad I wanted to put Messi there. No, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you. you. Well, you would start a riot on that. On the GM side of things, yeah, he's definitely the newcomer of the year, right? Yeah, because they're laughing straight to the bank. Right, right, right. So, um, and then yeah, so we went over goalkeeper, defender, um, coach. I put Noonan because they won the supporter shield. Um, But St. Louis City had a great season too, so that one, that one could that could go your guys' way. Um, So that one. I could go either way. And then comeback player of the year, I had the enemy, Alan Polito, because um, I felt like he did come yeah. back. Yeah, he 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 met us play in Kansas City, even though uh, we took over his stadium. He he kind of shut us down. <laughs> and and I was there too. So I was the front row to see it. Yeah, it he he was good. Yeah. But then after that, we kind of shut him down back in St. Louis. So that was kind of a payback right but i will definitely say um and i think the fun part for the coach um if for any st louis natives mm-hmm. um if noonan wins it they will still celebrate because he's a st louis kid oh, okay that grew up and played soccer here so his whole family is still here so they're like um me on more the sports side right. since you know i have i live in st louis but not on my roots but St. Louis, they will celebrate if it's Noonan because it's the St. Louis kid. Yeah. And then, or Carnell because he's the coach. Right. So it's one of those things where we kept telling Cincinnati fans, it's like, if he wins it, you're welcome. Because it took a St. Louis kid to bring you back to, um, away from the wounds. Right, right. Yeah. So I actually just brought it up here. I had Berkey as my goalie, Parker as a defender, Jansen from Orlando City. He had a good season, and Miazga as a defender. And then in the midfield, I had Almada, Espinoza, Hector Herrera. We haven't talked about him. Acosta and Mukhtar. Um, I felt like that's a stacked midfield. I mean, you can't get better than that. And then as strikers, I had uh, Cucho from from yep. Columbus and Boanga. Those two make sense. Yeah. And then – Yeah, so you, you... – you gonna have to get me with Boulanga because I I have a few questions yeah. for him in French. If that that works. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he he speaks a little bit of English now, but yeah, in French, I'll just I'll be hey hey hey. He's my translator. Yeah, <laughs> uh, You see, that's that's how it works. That's how it works. I'll hold the camera then. <laughs> there you go. And then I can just send it. I I won't send it back to France because Saint Etienne and PSG are just a little bit of enemies. <laughs> right, but right. It, it just brings the story. <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome. So is there anything else um, you wanted to know about? Oh, so one last yeah, question yeah, yeah. then. So who do you expect to win uh, the MLS Cup? Oof, that's a tough one. Um, this is going to be a new one because you play home in a way. So you get, I think you're going to get less variables. Um, mm -hmm. The lower seeded teams very, very unlikely ever go too far. Um, okay. So with St. Louis's atmosphere, I definitely see them being in the final. I think, I think they're going to be a tough, tough opponent for anybody going into St. Louis facing that atmosphere because it's just going to be rocking. Um, and on the East, I don't want to say it's going to be Cincinnati because, you know, top one and top one. Um, I think maybe Columbus has a good chance. They have a very high-powered offense. Um, so I, I want to see Columbus in that final. And then, shoot, St. Louis, Columbus, we might see eight goals. You know, so it's something that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think. And we have unfinished business because they, they beat us. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's unfinished I think it's in the, Yeah. I think it's going to be LAFC, St. Louis in the semifinal. And I think, like I was talking earlier, LAFC is a shell of what it was last year. I think they're going to come up a little short. I, I, I will record that. Oh, wait, no, 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 Because <laughs> that's definitely, and I will pray to it. It happens. Yes. Yeah. So I think uh, St. Louis will make the final. Awesome. Yeah. So if it's at home, I, I'm pretty confident right. on that right. part. So, um, yes. And we're playing next Saturday. So that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So pretty much, I think that wraps up our interview. I think it was an awesome conversation. Yeah. Um, and I guess as we wrap up this incredible conversation with Fabio, yeah. um, I'd like to thank uh, you for sharing your fascinating journey no, insight on in your mind of, of a journalist. Um, we'll say, oh, probably my favorite journalist. In nah, MLS. man, don't say that. Yeah. I will say it. Um, and one of the reasons why is because, you know, it's less scripted and also that hustle of, like I said earlier, your camera yeah, yeah, yeah. and just the microphone. I, I'm a type of hustling guy. Right. So this, that, that does it. Right. Thank you. I, yes. I, that means a lot to me. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. Excellent. So, yeah. So, and so for any listeners, um, thanks for the support. And also let's make sure that we follow Fabian on all his um, social platforms. Hey, and um, I'll make sure. And I follow Mo Football. Those. I mean, come on, what's going on here? Yes. Oh, you know, it's advertisement. It's coming. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh, yes. And also make sure you follow for any updates, interviews, and all things soccer. And also make sure to follow Mo Football um, on all social platforms. And there's a lot more coming up. I have a few more surprise interviews. Yeah, you do. And there's also a few players that will be coming up soon. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know if Fabian will be. Uh, I'll be watching. We'll like to see those. I'll happens. be watching. That's for and, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so definitely more things coming up. Um, so make sure you leave a five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes. Um, so, my friend, definitely appreciate your time. Thank you. And I hope we'll catch up during the playoffs. Definitely, definitely. All right. So, you have a good night. Oh, and also, that cute son of yours. Uh -huh, those thank you. Coming, because I'm, I'm sure uh, next up will be the, the next MLS. MVP. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know. 
Hopefully he keeps a smile on his face like his dad does no matter what. And uh, this is a little cute thing I always do for my son. I always get like jerseys for him. And, um, you know, every jersey I get, um, I try to I try my best to make make him involved. So all the players always put to, to Leo, right, my son. So I'm always nice. very grateful for that. So that's that's always a nice thing. Um, you know, he's going to have the most killer MLS jersey collection when he's a little older, right? I'm jealous already. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the, that's the yeah, little soft think, side of it. And I think you're doing probably the best part is that you put his name on it as personalized because yeah. then that's, that's one of many. That's just one. Right, right. You know, it's Leo, it's directly. So I, that's definitely a, a nice thing. And don't ask me. I, I did not name my kid for Messi, okay? No, <laughs> no I was not going to I have Argentine friends that did name their name Messi. I always, um, I always joke and say it's short for Galileo, you know, so. I, I, I'm mad at it. <laughs> it and, I, and you probably can see a lot of parents have some of those names incorporated right. in it. Um. I think the famous one is Ronaldo, you know, with the original right. um, Ronaldo. I think I think I still haven't figured out how, you know, why Ronaldo passed it to another yeah. one and then both be on goats. Right. I I don't know. <laughs> so just name your name Ronaldo, and he might be the next. Superstar. Right, right. I know, right? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I um, definitely appreciate the time, no, and we'll catch up um, soon. Definitely. All right. Take care and have a good, have a good one. All right. Peace.